0: Season 2, episode 52, here in our midweek episode. Um, And I've been kind of preoccupied um, while I'm trying to get our midweek podcast all recorded. Because, well, see, this is the once-a-year event that uh, all of the messengers from the nation's largest Protestant denomination gets together The church I'm affiliated with, the Southern Baptist Convention. They're all meeting this week in Nashville, Tennessee. And, well, I've been preoccupied watching all of the um, stupidity going on there. But it's not all stupidity. But, I mean, really. I mean, the two things that are, if there's going to be any stupidity, it's going to be in politics or religion. And trust me, there's been some things I've seen this week. It's been on full parade, folks. It really is. So uh, I just—it's—it's it's entertainment for me, you know. Especially when they have the messengers come up to the microphones and they want to make a resolution about something, and my eyes roll back to the back of my head. Anyway, um, but look—I mean, hey, uh, we've got even more stupidity in this week's episode, um, including, well, concrete coming out of the commode. You big dummy! You big dummy! You big dummy! Week edition of My Stupid World. I'm Eric Lane, and uh, well, well, just halfway through. I mean, we've still got more stupidity to finish up in our weekend edition, of course, which you know this podcast has two episodes a week, and still to come is our weekend edition with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero. Guerrero. Guero. I gotta say it right, not Guero, Because Pancho critiques me for. Mispronouncing Pancho Guerro. You know, I'll admit, my Scottish blood just doesn't mix well. But I do the best I can. Any case, that's, uh, of course, we also have our insane game show where we try to uh, test Pancho Guerro's mental capacity. And we get a few more stupid stories from Florida since he is my insane Florida nephew. But while we have our midweek episode, we got plenty of stupid stories, and all of them are always talked about, and um, links to some of the real stories, none of these are made up, are always posted in the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel, which you can access by going to t.me slash lane. That's t.me slash insaneericlane. You can Preview uh, the channel and download the Telegram app for desktop or your mobile device, okay? And uh, don't forget, share the podcast, okay? That, well, before you share it, be sure to subscribe to it, download it, okay? Because, you know, folks are probably feeling stupid and, well, by listening to this podcast and you see how stupid other people are, you don't feel so stupid, especially a guy who goes all mission impossible to steal some dipping Dots. Yeah, you like dipping Dots? I like dipping Dots. I always try to get Dippin' Dots whenever I, you know, go to the carnival, but you may not enjoy them quite this much as this guy. Police in Tyler, Texas. They're on the hunt for a man who broke into a mall to steal a bag of uh, dipping Dots. Yeah, to get in, the guy dropped through the ceiling like he was Tom Cruise or something in a Mission Impossible movie. (laughs) But he didn't have any crazy tactical gear. See, he was wearing a polo. Yeah, pulled the whole thing off um, the whole time while licking on a sucker. You know, like a lollipop. Hmm. He, He was also able to leave through the same hole in the ceiling that he entered. As far as I know, he didn't take anything else other than those dipping dots. No word on where the guy is. He's still on the run, by the way. By the way, the Tyler Police Department, they do have a photo on their Facebook feed from a security camera. And yes, it sure enough seems as if he has a sucker in his mouth. Uh, I'm going to get me some dipping dots. I feel like I'm on a dipping dot run. Uh, yeah okay well uh, hey that's good i mean you know when you get in the mood to eat something and you got that urge well how about this you know things are getting better when we've hit the fun novelty product point of the pandemic i don't think any company would have dared to do this six months ago but a bakery in japan is now selling are you ready for this edible face masks you wear them, and then you eat them. <laughs> Each mask is a small circular loaf of sweetbread called melapan with a little crisscross pattern. So basically, it kind of looks like you got the, this big waffle strapped to your face. <laughs> well, a pack of these things cost you 16 bucks, but they ship from Japan. So they might be stale by the time they get here to your house. The company behind them claims that they're not just a novelty product, though. No, no, they had them tested, and they claim to work just as well as those in 97 masks or cloth masks. But the thing is, though, if you eat it, wouldn't that also mean eating any COVID particles that got on there? Now, from the same people who brought you edible arrangements and edible underwear comes edible face masks nothing tastes better than a mask you've been breathing in and coughing in all day no need to microwave because it's already warm and moist did you forget to eat your lunch and you're still standing in line take an inside lick and nibble you might even get a tasty nose nugget edible masks they're real they're disgusting and you're probably glad you're vaccinated get yours today from bad ideas marketing i don't know I think I'm just going to stick with um, what I, my, my neck gaiters that I got with my Arkansas State University Red Wolves on it. I think I prefer that. If I'm hungry, I'll probably to get I'll, I'll just stick with some dipping dots. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, 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 if you're really hungry, would you eat food with bugs on it? Now well, no, this is a, this is a real thing at the Pizza Bandit in Dayton, Ohio this restaurant has found a use for all those deck cicadas pestering parts of the Midwest. That's right. They recently tested out a spicy pie cicada pie. (laughs) In a Facebook post about the new creation, they noted, we're not even sure if we can legally sell you locally foraged cicadas. But here are some folks that have... uh, well, giving it a taste test. This isn't just a cicada it's, pizza it's, on, the on, on cicadas it. on cheese pizza here, okay. you know. Um, I was okay uh, until I saw I what it looks out. like maybe one of his eyeballs that's on lame. my napkin. See, lame. I, uh, that's I just, think that's just the goo. I no, know, I'm going in for a whole cicada. <laughs> it's pretty good. Honestly, it's not bad. Now they did live stream uh, tasting, the tasting panel of the pizza, which is also topped with uh, miso hoisin sriracha sauce. Mozzarella, provolone, mushrooms, cabbage, green onion, mango, cilantro, and a spicy Thai sauce. Now, the post note says, Opinions of the pizza range from absolutely delicious to, well, uh, well, yeah. The bugs, by the way, are not toxic, but the FDA has warned that if you have seafood allergies, you probably need to stay away from the bugs. Unlike... Maybe those that are getting attacked by bugs. Like the guy I told you about in a previous episode, driving down the highway in Ohio with his window open and a cicada die bombed him in the head, causing him to freak out and crash into a utility pole. Well, nothing quite that bad here, but unlike those, you know, lame murder hornets that threatened just to destroy the human race, then completely no-show, these cicadas have become legit. And, well, I guess they're on the attack outside of Ohio. One actually dive-bombed President Biden at Andrews Air Force Base in Maryland as he was getting ready to leave for the U.K. You may have seen that. And the plane that was supposed to have taken the White House press corps along had to be delayed for several hours because the cicadas got into the engine. (laughs) A whole nest of them. And then back in D.C., we had a CNN correspondent, Manu Raju, just about went into a panic when one of them crawled onto his neck. My job is the cicada. I just got one. It got me. Am I going to be in the same block out of this, or going you know, to take a break? Okay. Oh! Oh my God! <laughs> cicada! <laughs> what the hell? Do I have more on me? I don't see any more on me. Are they in my hair? <laughs> Oh. where are all these cicadas coming from? The uh, White House press corps traveling to Europe ahead of President Biden was delayed because of cicadas. I can't even, Willie. I can't even. Yes, cicadas. Since their return, they've bothered us with their sounds, made that car crash in Ohio by flying through an open window. Now they're buzzing the President of the United States and the news media. You know, it almost sounds like a movie. But it's real. From the producers of The Fly and Arachnophobia comes the most terrifying thing of the summer. Oh my god, it's in the car. No, no, no! Killer cicadas. If their non-stop buzzing doesn't make you want to shove a pencil in your ear, ah! then their Creepazoid factor will. Oh my god, they're in the trees! On the ground, On the patio floor! Killer Cicadas. Now playing everywhere. No need to go to the theater. Now the cicada says, it meant no harm. You know, like the rest of us, had just had no idea the president was even alive. <laughs> well, you better keep your dog away from him too, by the way. Okay. Some people and some dogs do eat cicadas. But some dogs are also getting really sick after doing so. Dr. Jeremy Klein Chief Veterinary Officer for the American Kennel Club says the thing about cicadas is that they're not toxic and they don't bite, and they don't sting. So in and of themselves, they're really not dangerous. But like anything else, it is if they do it in excess. So in other words, you know if you have a cicada or two, it won't hurt your dog. But their exoskeletons and shells are well, rather hard to digest. And eating too many of them Well, can pretty much wreak havoc on your pooch's digestive system. Eating too many cicada shells can cause vomiting, diarrhea, lethargy, or even poor appetite in your pooch. And the last thing you want is regurgitated cicadas on the carpet. Of course, if that happens, take the dog to the vet. I mean. Though eating too many of the insects can sometimes be a serious issue, it really rarely is. Now, experts say if you're concerned about your dog eating cicadas, you probably should monitor them more closely when they're outside. You know, consider maybe picking up some of the leftover cicada shells from your property so your dog don't eat those. Ew! I gotta pick them up! Ew! Well, if you have any doubt, just call your vet. You know, Or maybe you could just harvest them yourself and... Put some on a taco or something. I don't know, but any case. <laughs> so anyway, if, if you know, I, I can't see you having to drive your dog to the hospital because he ate too many cicadas, but when there is a medical crisis and somebody needs to go to the hospital, most people just call 911 and an ambulance getting sent to them, right? Eh, well, this guy, he decided to cut out the middleman. He's 38-year-old Baltimore man, who thought he was having a heart attack. And how convenient, he noticed an ambulance just idling nearby with the keys still in the ignition. So he just hopped in and drove himself to the hospital. There you go. Well, the police caught up with him before he got there, but he told them about his condition. So, well, they determined, well, maybe he did need to see a doctor. So they took him. Okay, well, it's unclear if he's facing any charges. Now, obviously, it's a crime to steal an ambulance, but you got to consider the circumstances. You know, there's a chance that, well, he could maybe catch a break. I don't know. There's been no word about what happened at the scene where he stole the ambulance. I mean, if there was a victim whose treatment was delayed because the guy jacked their ride, well, eh, he could be on the hook for that. I don't know, but... It was also a 32-year-old Buffalo woman who was arrested when she stole an ambulance in upstate New York and led the police on a 100-mile chase, then crashed it into a bay. Not quite clear what her deal is, but anyway. So, yeah, I guess if folks have to go and they have to go in an ambulance, they just grab it and run. But if you have to go and you're not needing to be, you know, use transportation, but you just gotta go. You know what I'm saying? That kind of go? Police in New Hampshire said, well, they got a report about a possible disturbance inside a van in the Benson parking lot. Now, they eventually caught up with the van. The driver was identified as a 41-year-old named Jason Shea. And the investigation determined he was operating the vehicle while he was under the influence. And uh, so they took him into into custody. So the Hudson Police Department says that Shea was in the backseat of the cruver, cruiser and... Um, Decided to relieve himself. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, he defecated in the backseat of the cruiser. Lovely. And then he did it again in two different areas of the booking room. When you gotta go, I guess. You know what? He was held on preventative detention was transported to the Valley Street Jail in Manchester. So I hope Maybe they had some spare adult diapers around the place somewhere. I don't know. It definitely turned the cruiser and the detention center into a sewer. (laughs) Real quick. Well, here's something, though, that, uh, I don't know, turned the sewer into, I don't know, concrete. Have you heard about this? This is up to our friends in the Great White North where a dozen homeowners are having to deal with an aftermath of wet concrete exploding out of their commodes and all the plumbing in Canada. (laughs) What is going on? What? Yes, the problem occurred when a sewer line was breached near the homes during some construction. Now, Fraser Jack is one of the several homeowners in the North Winnipeg, Scotia Heights area that's dealing with the aftermath of concrete sewer backup and looking for answers from the city. He was working out of town when this whole thing happened. His dad phones him up with with the news after checking on his home. Well, here they are, some of the homeowners actually just talking about this whole concrete incident. It essentially became out of the toilet, spewing out of there. It also filled up all the drain pipes. Tragic, uh, just a head shaker. It was like bubbling out, like almost like you envision a volcano. It was just bubbling up and then it was just covering the floor. So the mixture spreads down a hallway in one place into two bedrooms, living room, main floor, washroom, covers a large area of the basement, even spews out of a drain on the side of the house, covering a path outside. The spokesperson for the city of Winnipeg says the issue actually stemmed from construction work when a contractor was hired by the city to work on a new land drainage sewer trunk shaft at the intersection. So the crew was grouting the trunk shaft when a breach of the combined sewer occurred, according to a spokesperson, adding that the mixture flowed into the sewer pipes of 12 homes. Can you imagine (laughs) sitting on the toilet and suddenly concrete comes blowing out of the thing? Holy mackerels. Well, all right. I mean, they do call it mud. That's another name for cement. You know, you're mixing some mud. Mm-hmm. Make up your own joke, I guess. Well, nothing like blobs of concrete coming out of the out of the drains and in the sewers. But there's also these blobs of things that are getting all the environmentalists concerned. Uh, thick layers of this unsightly brown foamish stuff. They nickname it sea snot. This is developed along the coast of Turkey. In the officials, there are warning that the phenomenon could have major impacts on the environment and is in danger of lasting all summer. It's a slimy substance. It ranges in color from kind of off white to like brown. That's collecting along the shores of the Mamara coast of northern Turkey. It's called actually marine mucilage. You know, like mucus. Yeah, marine snot, okay? Is, do they make mucilags for marine mucilage? I don't know. The mucilage blooms can actually be seen developing along the coast of the adjoining black and Aegean seas during the summer and the spring as the water temperatures rise. Now, the mucilage actually is organic. It's an organic material that's uh, produced by algae that thrive in the warm and nutrient-dense waters. A lot of the nutrients actually come from uh, pollution and wastewater. You know, the sewage that's dumped into the sea so your sewage is causing the sea snot i don't know suddenly peeing in the ocean doesn't seem as gross as it used to for some reason you know i remember i remember the good old days you know when the grossest thing in the ocean was hospital waste good guess you won't be looking for uh seafood in that place huh well there was one guy who was uh He's fishing for seafood. In fact, he's a lobster diver out in Massachusetts. Well, this has been getting a lot of traction. Uh, He's supposedly saying he survived being swallowed up and spat out by a humpback whale off the coast of Cape Cod and says it gave him about 40 very surreal seconds in the mouth of this large marine animal. Now, this is, I guess you might say it's his own biblical Jonah and the Whale story. I mean, Michael Packard is the guy's name, says that it happened in a flash as he was swimming in about 45 feet of water, one moment before everything turned dark in an instant. Packard said he initially thought he was attacked by a shark, but then realized he didn't feel like he was bitten and he wasn't in any pain. That's when he realized he was actually inside the mouth of a whale. And he fought to locate his breathing regulator, fearing that he could run out of air and suffocate. But while the, the whale, I guess, had other plans, a few moments later, he says, the humpback whale tried to eat me. So Packer told the TV station, WBTS, and well, here he is explaining more of what happened. And everything went black. And all I could feel was just muscle and skin all around me. Did I just get bit by a shark? Or no, it's not a shark. I'm in a whale's mouth and then all of a sudden i saw light white water everywhere and all of a sudden i was thrown from his mouth he was shaking his head trying to eject me out of his mouth oh he went on to say i was in his closed mouth for about 30 to 40 seconds before he rose to the surface and spit me out i'm very bruised up but i have no broken bones now I'd say at least one doctor ain't so sure about that story. Now, Michael shows up at the emergency room in Cape Cod. One of the doctors there says that if he came up from 45 feet that fast, he should have the bends, you know, meaning his body wouldn't have had time to deal with the change of pressure. But the medical report only mentioned just some light bruising and nothing really serious. So, I don't know. You might say they're not taking the bait. (laughs) I I think maybe this guy better be careful. You just can't make up stories like this. Or they'll just, you know, send you over to CNN. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world. And frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or, if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or, if you want to tell of some of your own first-hand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered... I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media, on Facebook, or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. That's called Insane Eric Lane. It's the Week in Review. Social media, streaming services, and global news outlets, including the New York Times and CNN, were hit by outages, with some users unable to access their sites. It was the happiest people have been in years. No CNN, no New York Times. Jeez, this is equivalent of a bird losing its left wing. I mean, how can you possibly start your day without CNN and the Times? I bet it, I bet most of them, uh, you know, call that crazy. You know, a crazy ant with nine cats that still bashes Trump and let her rant for a while. It's kind of the same thing. Jeff Bezos announced that he's got plans to launch himself into space. <clears throat> yeah, that's because that's where he'll find the kryptonite and rid the world of Superman. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert released a video in which she brought a cardboard cutout of Kamala Harris to visit the southern border. Unfortunately, the plan backfired as the cardboard cutout was much more likable than the real Kamala Harris and now has caused her to go up in the polls. A new study finds that bedtime stories really do make sick children in the hospital feel better. In fact, the only work of fiction that can actually make them feel worse is the news. <clears throat> Researchers in Brazil say reading to hospitalized kids reduces pain and stress by fueling certain hormones in the brain. This is why kids are great. Uh, you know, all they need to reduce pain and stress is a good story, whereas adults just need booze and weed. And Apple has paid a multi-million dollar settlement to an Oregon woman who sent her iPhone in for repair and had her privacy, uh, her, her private racy images and a sex video from the device posted online by the repair technicians. And if Apple really wants to make things right, they'll stop calling these people geniuses. <laughs> I mean, I, I really didn't see the video, but from what I've heard, that iPhone contained a real eye bone. And disgraced congressman Anthony Weiner says he's considering selling his infamous crotch shot as an NFT. Now, that image would also include some personal emails and a copy of the search warrant that the FBI used to seize his laptop. So you might say it's a real package deal. A 24-year-old New Zealand uh, singer named Lord, you may have heard of Lord, Well, she showed off her backside in a beach photo to promote her new song, Solar Power. Now, based on this picture, you'd think she was from Australia just because she clearly has no problem going down under. Of course, I thought New Zealand was known for Kiwis, but apparently they have plenty of peach. (laughs) As reported by Vulture, Lord told fans in May 2020 she was working on new music, a process delayed by the painful death of her dog. It's a good thing she's released new stuff because, well, she was really in the doghouse with her fan base. In a new interview, actor Joaquin Phoenix says he won't force his son to be vegan, Perhaps he wants him to grow up to be a strong meat eater, you know, like his fellow actor Army Hammer. Quarterback Johnny Manziel has admitted he once earned $33,000 in college for doing nothing but signing autographs. But still, the biggest payday he ever got for doing nothing came when he signed with the Cleveland Browns. And newly released text messages reveal Hunter Biden used to call his white lawyer the N-word. And Americans agree it's, well, shocking and offensive, but still the nicest thing anyone ever said about a lawyer. Alarming new research claims that talking is more likely to spread the virus that causes COVID-19 than even coughing or sneezing. That's actually good news because hopefully I'll convince more people to shut the heck up. Who am I kidding? Even if people stop talking, they'll still go on Facebook rants. I mean, researchers say the conversation with friends and family and colleagues and other members of the community pose the greater danger. And that's just when you bring up politics. A trio of women got the experience of a lifetime when their yellow float got surrounded by a pack of hammerhead sharks during a beach trip in Florida. And then they got so scared, the water turned yellow. In the photo that was posted online, one of the ladies could be seen drinking some sort of alcoholic beverage. You know, she was channeling those hammerheads by getting hammered. And Russian scientists have revved a tw- or revived a 24,000-year-old organism that had been frozen in the Siberian permafrost. President Biden says he's excited to finally see someone from his youth. The a dental student has actually gone viral on TikTok after revealing that a dentist might be able to tell whether a patient is pregnant just by looking at their mouth. It's been dubbed the Monica Lewinsky method. Well, actually, the student explains that there are a few indicators in a patient's mouth that might reveal a pregnancy, like in you know nausea and enamel erosion and, pregnancy gingivitis which she said is seen in up to 30 to 50 percent of expectant women so it turns out the the gingivitis will destroy your teeth and your life in general and after a crash at talladega nascar is making its cup cars go slower they plan to do it by either changing the designs of their cars or changing their drivers to old women and a group of scientists are experimenting with dosing or dousing lobsters with uh, marijuana, or d- I guess it is dosing lobsters. with They're giving the lobsters marijuana, okay? So they're less aware that they're about to be cooked or being cooked. It's kind of an idea that they came up with after noticing that giving pot to Californians made them less aware that they were being overtaxed. As Americans look for a way to boost their mood, reduce boredom, and relieve stress during the 2020 quarantine, there's a new study that finds some older adults turned more and more to alcohol as a remedy. After all, alcohol is a solution in more ways than one researchers from the university of michigan say that even the social drinkers are showing signs of risky behavior during the coronavirus pandemic especially students in michigan who uh, had to start drinking heavily just to make it through their football team's games and a michigan woman was hospitalized after contracting a deadly rare virus linked to the excrement of rodents no word on if she was cleaning up after a rat also known in michigan as uh, gretchen whitmer Officials do say, though, that the best way to avoid the disease is to take safety precautions when cleaning up after rodent infestations, and uh, essentially their point is to just look out for number one and watch out for number two. North Korea watchers are eager to get the skinny on leader Kim Jong-un's apparent weight loss, which some speculate might be a sign of deteriorating health, possibly. But Kim could just be on a diet mainly because his country doesn't have any food. I mean, saying this could be a sign of deteriorating health is kind of negative, so clearly these people are just jealous of his summer slim down. And LeBron James is changing his jersey from 23 to number 6. It's a big progress for James. After a playoff loss, he normally just changes his entire team. Amazon has auctioned off a seat on its Blue Origin space rocket for $28 million. $28 million, that's a lot of money for a trip into space, but Amazon does give free returns. That was an Amazon shipping joke. Don't feel bad. I mean, it takes most people three days to get that joke. Or two if you have Prime. People are excited to be the first space tourist to fly into space. You know, just like... People who are excited to be the first to sail on the Titanic or the first to fly on the Hindenburg. The point is, I'm going to hold on to my $28 million because being the first is often being the last. And on a fully vaccinated Royal Caribbean cruise recently, two people tested positive for the coronavirus. Luckily, they're not experiencing any symptoms. And the biggest health risk on the ship continues to be the 24-hour buffet. course if you get the johnson and johnson vaccine well you got to be sure which johnson you see i mean i i got the key Kishon johnson chad johnson vaccine of course i'm not immune to covid but i can't catch any footballs thrown my way and a study in the uk identified two cases of monkeypox that were found in humans living in north wales they believe humans contracted the virus through um sexual encounters. Now, you can read all about it in the new book, By Curious George. Long story short, never ask a monkey to peel your banana. New York City is increasing its police pressure in Washington Square Park, where locals continue to be attacked by junkies, gangs, and drug dealers. Crime is definitely spiking in New York. Shootings were up 177% since last year. Although, to be fair, half those were Jets fans who shot themselves. I mean, even if you walk through Washington Square Park and don't get attacked, you still might get your feelings hurt. (laughs) I mean, because, you know, you can always tell how old you look by the types of drugs the dealers are offering you. You know, years ago, if you walked through the park, the guys were like, hey man, we got coke, we got smoke. And now they're like, uh, we got Viagra, back pain medication, whatever you need, uh, player. And Mexico's president said his meeting with Kamala Harris went so well that he called her president several times. Okay, well, I mean, anyone who sees a video of Biden walking and talking knows the real reason people call Kamala president. Okay, I'm kidding. I mean, look, Biden's as sharp as attack. Now, although, as a Democrat, I think he might be a little concerned uh, that the rising inflation might hurt Jimmy Carter's reelection chances. And Christopher Sign, the Alabama news anchor that broke the story of former President Bill Clinton meeting with Attorney General Loretta Lynch on an airport tarmac back during the investigation into Hillary Clinton's email server, he's died at the age of 45 out of an apparent suicide. Of course, in the medical community, when somebody has dirt on the Clintons, dies, it's considered natural causes. Oddly enough, he hung himself with the same type of material they found in Jeffrey Epstein's cell. Go figure. A CNN panel writ uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's cringeworthy response to questions about when she will visit the border. Uh, The tables have finally turned. I mean, CNN realizes Kamala is so full of it that even they're crying fake news. The panel focused on some awkward exchanges with members of the press when asked about if she had planned to visit the border. I mean, CNN doesn't like awkward exchanges, you know, only the phony ones. According to new research of 2000 millennial and Gen Z Americans, 70% said that the top lesson they learned in 2020 was not to sweat the small stuff and to just go with the flow. So for them, that means don't get upset when Xbox Live goes down and mom cuts off electricity to the basement. Nearly three out of four respondents agreed that they're finally prioritizing themselves and their own needs for the first time in a long time. <clears throat> wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. The the two most obsessed generations of all time are just now prioritizing themselves and their own needs. Social media videos are about to be a lot scarier than a Stephen King movie. And scientists have discovered that sperm can survive in space. So now, when Jeff Bezos launches up there he won't be just stroking his ego. And over 5,800 UPS uh, workers or U.S. Postal Service workers were attacked by dogs last year. That's what the agency recently announced ahead of a campaign to highlight the issue. Essentially, it sounds like these postal workers might have had a rough year. I mean, I hope there were no attacks to the groin. I mean, although knowing the U.S. Postal Service, this wouldn't be the first time they've handled a damaged package or two. I mean, of all major U.S. cities, Houston last year experienced the most dog attacks on letter carriers, but there's no excuse because given the fact that you know, they're probably Astros fans, they should have seen a sign the dogs were coming. And in case you missed it, Wasabi the Pekingese won the best in show at the one hundred forty fifth Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. But this dog is so weird looking it makes me wonder if it, you know, kissed the judge's butt a little, or at the very least sniffed it. The Pekinese is a breed of a toy dog that originated in China, so it's probably a good thing it won the show, otherwise, well it would have been a lunch special. In a viral dash cam video shows a South African fuel supply truck being attacked by an angry elephant. In fact, most people haven't seen elephants this angry since January the 6th. And organizers of the Tokyo Olympics are asking athletes not to have sex with each other in the Olympic village due to COVID-19. But look, the athletes say it's not really the Olympics without some really good old-fashioned pole vaulting. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's a genius award. And we've got some real geniuses this week, and our genius awards are going to, like, this Texas woman who was arrested for allegedly shooting a nail salon owner during an argument over prices. 21-year-old Johanna Vera and her 20-year-old sister, Ketazivara got into a feud with the male owner of the Harris company biz, Harris County business after they got manicures and pedicures now Johanna paid for the services left the store then returned and shot the man as he tried to force her back outside. The siblings fled the scene in a Ford Fusion. The victim was hospitalized in critical but stable condition. Authorities say that Johanna was busted and charged with aggravated assault. Now, Ketazi, or Ket- Ketazali was also arrested the same day, though not in connection with the nail salon assault. The report said she was charged with evading arrest during a traffic stop tell you these sisters are in serious trouble now it sounds like they've uh, messed with messed up in the past but uh, I'm sure this will be the nail in their coffins I mean who shoots somebody over nail salon prices you know I mean the judge is definitely going to make an example and uh, fingernail them for this one okay all right I'll show myself out all right oh and then there's this motorcyclist who um, authorities say, was wanted for speeding, reckless driving, and possible DUI, was apparently then taken into custody in Pasadena, California, following a wild pursuit through the San Gabriel Valley that included a stop for gas. The motorcycle rider, who could be seen wearing a sweatshirt that read, I don't stop for cops, was traveling at high speeds on service streets when the Sky 5 TV helicopter first got a over the whole chase in the West Covina area around noontime. Now, it's unclear what exact, or wh- when the pursuit really began, but the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department told uh, KTLA-TV that the motorcyclist was being sought for reckless driving and possible DUI, while a California Highway Patrol officer said the initial want was uh, speeding. Now, about 11 o'clock in the morning, law enforcement stopped chasing the motorcycle on the ground because the vehicle was going about 80 miles an hour. About a little after noon or so, the rider stopped at a gas station in Baldwin Park, grabbed the nozzle from the motorist, and proceeded to put some gas into the tank, according to the aerial footage. And by about 12.30 that afternoon, the cyclist was then in the Pasadena area, apparently entering a parking structure where the pursuit ended more than a half dozen patrol vehicles could be seen surrounding the garage as officers searched for the rider. One person was finally taken into custody a short time later. I mean, I can't blame somebody for being drunk and speeding through California. I can only assume that he was just trying to get out. I mean, I love the fact that the guy had to stop for gasoline. I mean, he might have been, what, speeding recklessly while drunk, but with those gas prices, I think he's the one that got robbed. Or how about this kayaker? who was hoping to paddle solo from California to Hawaii, ended up being rescued six days after he set out by a U.S. Coast Guard helicopter amid rough seas and high winds. His name is Cyril DeMarmo, or Darumo. De- 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 Cyril Derumo. He endured several problems with his uh, 23-foot kayak, but when he lost his uh, sea anchor, he said he knew he had to cut his adventures short. After consulting with his land crew, DeMarro phoned the Coast Guard for a rescue about 70 miles west of Santa Cruz. A diver was lowered from a helicopter into the water and helped hoist DeMarro up. In addition to losing the anchor, the kayak's anchor lines had become entangled in the rudder and GPS wasn't functioning properly. And DeMarro was also seasick while being pummeled by 12-foot waves. DeMauro's boat remains adrift in the ocean, he says. He's hoping to coordinate a retrieval effort when the winds die down. Morale is good. I still have my passion for this adventure intact, and I am still determined to make it happen, DeMauro wrote. I won't give up. (laughs) I don't know. Who thinks paddling to Hawaii is a good idea? I mean, he just should have just taken an overpriced flight like the rest of us. You know, I don't know. Maybe he would. He was trying to impress a girl. I mean, if he was going to go to Hawaii... You should know there are easier ways to get laid. What about this? According to a news release from Vermont State Police, a 23-year-old Canaan man is facing drunken driving charges after he allegedly crashed his car while trying to give the finger to an Upper Valley police chief on I-91 last year. This recently. Jordan DeFord was charged with driving under the influence following the crash. Now, the crash actually occurred just before 4 p.m. when DeFord passed the Windsor police chief, Jennifer Frank, who was also driving southbound on the interstate and he lifted a hand to make a gesture with his middle finger at her, said the release. And just as he did... DeFord lost control of the 2014 Chrysler sedan he was driving and went off the road into a grassy median and hit the curb on the Bugby Street overpass. (laughs) The front end of DeFord's car was damaged, had to be towed from the median. Hartford police arrived at the scene during a discussion with DeFord and Frank reportedly saw signs that DeFord was impaired. Of course he was. A Hartford officer conducted a breath test and guess what? Yep, DeFord's blood alcohol content was more than twice the the legal limit the ford who was released following the crash now is due in the windsor superior court on the driving under the influence charge the police chief definitely was shocked when this guy flipped the bird but even more shocked when she discovered he'd been messing around with another bird called wild turkey (laughs) driving drunk and flipping off cops that's a definite way to get busted or elected depending i guess on what state you're from And you got to check this one out. Police have arrested 54-year-old Christopher Glenn on a charge of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Now, according to the police report, investigators responded to an apartment unit in Titusville, Florida, found the victim with stab wounds. Police say the man identified as Robert Baker was outside the apartment with wounds to his arm and leg. His injuries were said to be non-life-threatening, but officers made contact with Glenn, who was inside the home, through a landline. Glenn responded that he was unable to come outside because of a disability so when the officers went inside the apartment they said glenn was on the couch with a sword glenn was arrested police say he confessed to stabbing baker stating that if he had better aim he would have quote gut him the victim reportedly told police he and glenn were drinking when they got into this argument after baker called glenn selfish for hogging the remote officers said that uh, the argument escalated And that eventually led to the stabbing. Stabbing somebody with a sword for hogging the TV remote. That's a bit of an extreme, don't you think? Unlike the blade, this man isn't very sharp. I wonder what show they were watching anyway. I'm going to guess maybe Samurai Jack. Of course, you'll never believe this. A Milwaukee, Wisconsin woman has admitted to setting her sleeping husband on fire because she believed that he poisoned her chicken wings. She's 29-year-old Tshonsti Marie Smith, who confessed to authorities she had waited for her spouse to fall asleep to light his head on fire at their home in in Dearest Park neighborhood. Now, Smith said she had suspected him earlier that day of putting poison on her chicken wings. About 4 o'clock a.m. the next day, she then filled a cup with lighter fluid, poured it on his head, and used a lighter to ignite it. Emergency responders arrived at the home and rushed the man to the hospital with burns to his chest, head, ears, hands, neck, and face. While he was recovering, the husband told authorities that Smith had been acting rather strangely for the past three or four months. He said the pair had gotten into a fight on the night that she had set him on fire because he told Smith he was planning on leaving her and moving out of their home. Smith was arrested on charges of arson, recklessly endangering safety, and causing mayhem. Of course, if she, she's not into poisoned wings, but it certainly sounds to me like she's all about those hot wings, you know. I mean, let well, would be so surprised though that they were having relationship trouble. But I mean, this is absolutely not how to put a little spark back into your marriage. Okay, one more, an airline crew called on passengers on a cross-country flight to please help stop a fight that broke out in the cabin and forced the Delta Airlines jet to divert its route. The flight attendants on flight 1730 from Los Angeles to Atlanta called on any able-bodied men to come help subdue an unruly passenger who started a fight, according to the report and a video of the incident, which was posted on social media. In fact, well, here's the incident and the passenger that was explaining kind of what all happened. We'd like all strong males to the front of the airport to handle the problem faster. Everyone was completely shaken up. They were screaming. People thought, like, they, when they said the oxygen mask, people thought our plane was, like, going down. It was extremely scary now despite social media posts suggesting that the passenger may have tried to breach the cockpit a spokesperson for delta denied that that was the case although the flight was eventually diverted to oklahoma city now the airline later identified the unhinged traveler as an off-duty flight attendant and said the person had tried to take control of the plane's PA system before others on the board on board the plane intervened. Now, the disrupted passenger's name wasn't released. The FBI took the person into custody, thanks to the crew and the passengers of the Delta Flight 1730, who assisted in detaining an unruly passenger as the flight diverted to Oklahoma City. It was a statement that it was uh, said by a spokesperson of the airline. The aircraft landed without incident and the passenger was removed by law enforcement. We apologize to our customers for the delay and any additional inconvenience this caused. Now, I, of course, I, I really like how the unruly passenger was actually an off-duty flight attendant. He must have been hopped up on too many of those uh, cookies, you know. I, I no, the airline... Obviously, had to profusely apologize to all the passengers. I mean, after all, nobody should have to spend time in Oklahoma City. <laughs> you know? Anyway, plenty of stupidity that you can get real uptime, uh, updates on with links to all of the stupid stories you heard. I put them on my Telegram channel. Just check out Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. You can comment on what you've heard, read, or... You can read some of the actual stories from the links I post and share them with your friends. Just go to t.me slash Eric Lane. That's t.me slash Insane You can preview the channel. You can download the Telegram app to your desktop or your mobile device. And, of course, I'm sure you might have thought you might have done something in the past that was really stupid. Well, I'm sure then listening to this podcast has changed your attitude. So, do somebody a favor and share this podcast with somebody who might be feeling the same way, okay? And don't forget, every Saturday, we got our second episode of the week coming with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Aguero, with more stupid stories from Florida and our weekly round of the Insane Game Show. Plus, of course, since stupidity is addicting, make sure you click that subscribe button on your podcast player so you can get your stupid fix and have new episodes delivered every time it's published. And before you take off, If your uh, podcast app allows, give us a rating, a five-star rating, and review the podcast, even if you have to, you know, lie a little bit. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, that makes it even more. For some reason, people think that that really is important. So if you give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it might actually increase people to come and listen. So, you know, embellish, lie, whatever you got to do. uh, Just help bring in some more folks who will check out this Stupid podcast, okay? And let me now conclude on this passing thought. There are few certainties in life. There's death, taxes, and once your kids become teenagers, your pantry door will never be closed. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them. And write about them. So, there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at InsaneEricLane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com.